welcome back, Jess, to the New Witches podcast. We're so excited to have you. We told you we'd get you back. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about this. I am, you know, I just love what you guys do, and it's just exciting to be here. So, well, we're so excited to have you. We love everything about you and what yes. you can share with us, and um, how you. Um, Wow, my brain just went blank. I was going to say how you spit out knowledge, but you know, there's probably a better way to say that. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, I mean, we were, we loved the episode we recorded with you last, which was the part two of Astrology for Beginners. Mm-hmm. Um, but so did our listeners because it's still one of our like top 10 most popular episodes, maybe even top yeah. five, actually. People, yeah, people listen to it, like, they come back to it again and again, like, it's just, um, yeah, and I think it's also, astrology is a topic that for a lot of, like, beginner witches, people, like, just beginning and starting out and curious about astrology, um, they get a sense that it's a lot to swallow, and I think you did Mm -hmm. such an excellent job of just, like, breaking everything down and making it digestible. Aww. You know, and I think that's just it, right, is like, whenever we're learning something, especially like, there's so many symbols and signs, and it's about using your intuition and putting it all together. I mean, that takes time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've, I feel like that anybody on that path, you know, just even, you know, you listen to something over and over again. That's what I do. I listen to or I read beginning astrology books because it reminds me right. of the things. And then I use my intuition because you're getting a bunch of different perspectives and you're putting it in your mind and then you can use your intuition to go, oh, but, and this is what this means. And this is right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes actually, a long time. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I was actually inspired by that by the last time. So I've over the last few months have been like revisiting some of my like tarot books and uh, rune books and kind of like restudying again, just Mm -hmm. to stay on top of it. And just like you said. Well, and I think you get something out of each author's ideas. Like right now I'm reading, Mm -hmm. um, there's a four part series and he's only done so far uh, fire, earth and air. And the next one will be water. I can't remember his name, but I will find it. I'll find it in like text you guys but oh perfect he's like amazing because he has like these huge volumes on each element and right now Uh I'm doing the the earth one I haven't done the fire one because I started with earth because I have a lot of earth placements just like you guys do right so you know and I feel like earth is like the slowest it's the most like it's where we bring stuff down into to the physical reality right and it's so important yeah. for like manifestation for you know what we want to do with our life our life purpose and stuff and having a lot of earth it's a little harder to like bring stuff in but once you do it becomes huge so right. working with that element I think is really really important when we're trying to manifest stuff that like we're thinking because you know I have I'm a air signs so like I get a lot of ideas but I don't necessarily always bring them in correctly you know (laughs) and that mental energy is important because it's where everything starts yeah you know Mm -hmm. um but 
having that earth is really important and knowing that things take time to manifest. I mean, we don't just like get up one day. I mean, some people do, but like, I don't, I don't get up and have an idea and then just run with it. Like it takes me a while to kind of solidify what I want to, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I think earth, earth is really an important element. So I started reading that and like just getting that perspective and it's like 17 hours on audible. I mean, that's a lot to do. Wow. You know, big book. (laughs) It is. Yeah. But there's stuff like that out there and like his perspective and like how, and he's doing like the earth um, planets. So Saturn, Venus and Mercury, because they're the ones that rule the first. And so then you get like that perspective and you get what they mean in the different signs. And then from his perspective. So all of that really helps when you're learning stuff like every day, if you're spending an hour, you know, looking at the symbols, you know, doing all that stuff, then your intuition starts to take over. And that's when you can like look at a chart and go, oh, and every day you'll learn something new. Right. Because you'll be reminded. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that. So awesome. Yeah, you're definitely going to have to send us the deets on that book. I will. Or those, it's- those different volumes. Yeah. And, you know, I can't wait to like, because he started with a fire. I, I kind of wish I had started there, but I just was like, so like, I want to do earth, you know, but <laughs> because fire is where everything starts. It's where our intention is. It's where, right. you know, we get creative. Like, how do I, you know, people with a lot of fire have a lot of energy. They want to just like create, you know, and then bring Absolutely. it down to the earth. So, um, but and I kind of wish I had started there because he has some more details about stuff in there. But it's just such a great way to kind of reimmerse yourself into each thing, you know. And and I I love just like beginning astrology books that kind of go over everything. But let's face it, like once we get into the weeds of like this means this and this means this and this means this, it, it kind of goes through us. Where something that's a little more prolonged. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, we're really excited to have you back on for this particular topic we're covering today um, in this episode. Because someone had a birthday. Because I just had my birthday. Happy belated Maria <laughs> Day, everybody. You're welcome for being born. Um, Can I just share with you what I've done so far just to, because you had a birthday. Mm -hmm. I got um, a solar return chart for you. And obviously, like, you want to talk about your Saturn return, but yeah, I wanted to share that I printed out your chart and I'm, you know, I just, I prepared for today for you. Oh, you're so good. And happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. But yeah, we are going to be talking about Saturn's returns today. And um, honestly, I never heard of a Saturn's return until I was talking with Laura. Um, I think in our very like our preliminary discussions before even the astrology astrology for Be- beginner series that we did, like we were yeah. just talking about, and you're like, oh. Laura was like, oh, you know, I have like my friend Jess, she's like an astrology expert and she did my, you know, Saturn's return reading and this and that. And I'm like, what is that? Because I had like my uh, 29th upcoming. Um, So I'm really, really excited. But like we'll we'll touch on kind of what it is um, generally so people know. And then we'll Mm -hmm. get into like my favorite topic, which is me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
You should I think most you. Just- <laughs> <laughs> I think most people that get into astrology get into it because they want to know more about themselves, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's like the same um, kind of a similar thing with like uh, tarot, you know, kind of just like mm-hmm. opening that internal door um, yes. into kind of like the higher self and understanding kind of where you're at in your path, like the um mm-hmm. you know the you are here little you know part in the map of our life uh figuring mm-hmm. out yeah. where that is and kind of what's ahead um is a very exciting and intriguing thing i think for for everybody um so yeah uh laura do you want to break down like <clears throat> what a saturn's return is specifically yeah I mean, so super basically, and I know Jess will be able to expand on this, but Saturn return is basically when Saturn returns to the position it was in when you were born. And it takes Saturn like roughly 20, I think I've read 29 and 29.5 years to make a full orbit back to the same spot. So when someone talks about Saturn return, that that's what that means. And it's going to be different for everybody, obviously, because it depends on when you were born. Um, and because it happens, you know, roughly 29 years, you can, you'll, you'll most likely have a second one and you might even have a third one if you're lucky Mm -hmm. to live that long. Yeah, totally. Um, but as far as what it means, I think Jess can probably explain that best. Well, Saturn is like where we're disciplined and like, you know, it's it's so much more than that. You know, it's like, right. I feel like when I explained it to you, Laura, and especially like the other day on text messages, I thought it was beautifully written of like, it, it's, we're coming like, so most people, when they turn about 30, they settle down, they get married, they start a family, you're sort of entering that second part of your life. And like, so the first mm-hmm. part is like, what do I want to do? Who am I? Where am I going? You know? And so if when you get to your Saturn return, if anything is not in alignment or you're not on like the path that you're really supposed to be on, the universe helps with that. So a lot of people experience a lot of struggle during that time. And some mm-hmm. people don't. Some people have done so much, but they get there and it's like, this is joyous, right? I'm getting married. I'm settling down. This is what I want to do. I have my career path. And so I feel like Saturn gives us an opportunity to see you know, who are really becoming, where our responsibilities lie. Right. And it depends on house and sign, obviously, of how that will play out more. Mm -hmm. It's funny talking about like different phases in life. It makes me kind of think, were we talking about this last time, Maria, about like the maiden mother crone parts of our life that it seems to kind of fit in almost with this. Like you have that first period of your life and then Saturn return happens you have that second period and then Saturn return happens. Then you have that third period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think- I'm not saying that's like a legitimate thing. I'm just making a connection for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I will, I will like to stress that all the planets have a cycle like that, right? I mean, some right. are like very like, like the sun obviously returns every year to your, to where it was when you were born. Right. And Saturn mm-hmm. is interesting because like it is in these like sort of, important placements like 29 56 or 58 you know where there's really important things happening 
and shifts. Mm -hmm. And most people are experiencing them not in the same way, but during that period, they're experiencing similar things, right? And like Uranus is like a life cycle, 84 years. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Um, so, and like, I'm about to be 42 when Uranus is opposite itself. And that's something too. Like, that's when we're like, oh yeah, I'm going in this way. Oh, no, you're not. The universe will throw you a curveball <laughs> and be like, you know, that's the midlife crisis kind of thing, right? So like, we're transforming because maybe we're not meant to go that direction. Maybe when we're mm -hmm. planning out our life and that looks really good until Uranus is like, yeah, no, I have better plans. Check this out. <laughs> 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 uh, yikes but also cool <laughs> I think it's cool but I understand that like a lot of people you know I mean we like consistency we like to know where things are going we like to know that everything is like how we want it to be sure but yeah. what if something better is to happen what right. if we played that out what if like dyeing our hair pink and like becoming who we truly are I mean like let's face it as women a lot of us in our 40s start to embrace our power. We stop caring what people think so much. We're like, yeah, this mm -hmm. is who I am. I'm a total witch. I'm going to do this, you know, and we really start to embrace who we are. We we start to love ourselves. We start to like stop listening to the outside noise and really come into who we are. And I feel like that's a lot of what a Uranus opposition does. It shows us the things that don't aren't that important. I fucking love that. Now I can't wait. <laughs> I think See, I'm like you can I mean, you can do that with anything though. You can make it right. You can look at it in a way that's like so positive because my Saturn return was amazing. Because mm -hmm. I I had a hard life for the first 30 years. I mean, I walked in complete darkness. And right. when I turned 30, I shifted in a major way because I had already done all that. You know, and my knowledge and my wisdom started coming through and like who I'm meant to be. And it wasn't perfect. But as I get closer to that 42 mark, I do. I'm really embracing my power and it's all coming full circle and it feels really good, you know, and that's how I look at it. I love and that. That knowing that's astrology beautiful. helps. Yeah. Really so does. then. With Saturn return, you know, we know roughly like when it starts, how long can that last? Can it have like, um, like a period of time that it kind of not sticks around, but like the effect of it kind of sticks around? Mm -hmm. That's oh, my well, next question. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. For one thing, you know, Maria, your, so I did your solar return chart, your transits and all that stuff, you know, and for, so for the whole year, Saturn is at three degrees. Um, Aquarius, I'm sorry, my son, they're like fighting. <laughs> of course, like I can't use my headphones. Sorry. <laughs> um, so Saturn is at three degrees in your solar return chart and Saturn is at seven degrees natally in Aquarius. So they will be, you know, that effect will be lasting throughout the year, right? Okay. It's not... And I, here's what I want to preface about astrology. I mean, we all think, okay, this is going to happen on this day because these two things are like in, you know, their exact conjunction. And what we don't realize is, is there's a period of time where it's making the aspect and it's coming. So all of the background stuff that's happening is mm -hmm. taking effect. Things are shaping up. The, the, the play is being written, so to speak, right? And then there's a period okay. of time 
where the after effects last. It's because life is so complex, right? So we could never say, and this is why predictive anything is never 100%, because the way things play out, your free will, how you're going to respond, how other people are going to respond, the cause and effect of that, all take a play in it. But ultimately, it's for us to learn So during this period of time and over the next year, you're going to notice a lot of transformation and a lot of change. It's not going to be one date where it's like completely complete. I mean, it's never complete. It's always like things sort of passing each other and and all of that goes into who you're becoming, right? And we're always becoming. Right. Jess, I want to put you in a fortune cookie. <laughs> just crack you open whenever I need a little pick me up. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm so curious, Laura, to you know, before we get too much into the nitty gritty of like what's going on in my chart for my Saturn's return, I'm really curious to hear, or maybe like to obviously to both of you because you both have had your Saturn's returns, like. Um, Jess, you touched a little bit on how it was for you. I'm really curious, Laura, what what that was like for you that year. Um, Well, 29 was the year I got engaged. I moved in with Graham. Like, we oddly did it kind of traditionally, so almost sort of. Mm -hmm. Like, got engaged first and then moved in together. Um, And I had been... I had switched careers, not switched careers. I got like a legit career job um, and that started to go really, really well. And then um, like 29 was just amazing. It was the best year. Mm-hmm. And then at, when I turned 30, things kind of went a little wacky, but like not in a bad way, like in, the, in very much a growth kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that was, then I got married like shortly after I turned 30 and then my mom had a heart attack and, oh, gosh. um, then my job just went downhill, <laughs> not the job itself, just the company I was working for. And then my health also, um, started to go downhill, but then that led to switching careers again, leading to a much like stress-free not stress-free life but a lot less stress um and my health has improved and it's it's weird like 29 was really good but then everything that's followed has been this like it definitely makes me believe in this stuff happens for a reason like I kind of did already but it just seemed to emphasize that a bit more yeah um and I don't know like like just said it's you may think you're heading in the right direction in life and then it kind of helps you along with all right Mm -hmm. this is where you're supposed to be right now and it very much felt that way because when we got engaged we hadn't even been together a year oh that's right so it was like whoa and we hadn't talked about marriage Mm -hmm. (laughs) me sounding so responsible um, (laughs) (laughs) it it very much felt like a like a something swung in and was like okay here we go you're getting married you're moving on this path now, and I'm very thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It's so yeah. funny because, like, say... you, the way that you and Graham are, I feel like you guys have been together forever. 
<laughs> so I always forget like that it. you guys like actually in the beginning kind of moved, I guess, like fast according to how things usually are these days. Yeah. But I don't know. You guys are so perfect for each other. So it makes sense. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I remember the whole transition because we worked together at that time. Yeah. And now and like your Saturn return is like such a big thing and like just seeing the progression of like where you were then to where you are now, like just totally solidifies that whole process for me. That's like, I think one of the coolest things about astrology is when you can kind of witness and see and um, watch people go through it. And it's just so cool. I feel like it's nice to have some like validation. Sure. When you're learning something and you're like, okay, I know this. And this is what's going to happen. And even though you know that, still like following through and seeing it is just kind of that like, I don't, I don't have a word. I just have a face. Like (laughs) it's a good feeling. It's a really good feeling. It was a cool time. You know, I was, you know, we got to spend a lot of time together (laughs) really diving in deep. And, you know, we just had like the most amazing conversations and it was just a beautiful process. And I'm really really just happy for where you are now because I just love seeing people grow. And I love, you know, and I think I, one of the biggest connections that we have is, is that, you know, you were really interested in this stuff and I like had somebody to talk about it and that really helped me as well we had like all day every Saturday (laughs) (laughs) that was amazing (laughs) yeah we had some very transformative conversations for sure we really did (laughs) oh now we're on nostalgia (laughs) (laughs) well okay so Jess how was yours when you had your so, Saturn how was my Saturn return? Okay, so I was 30-ish. Okay, 29, 30, right? And I started, yeah. I guess, at Lewis Thomas around that time, which is interesting. Um, and I started school, actually. Uh, uh-huh. I went back to school. It took me 10 years, and I got my BA in sociology. And I really equate that Saturn return with that because it was something mm-hmm. I told myself I could never do. Like I could never, cause I was a high school dropout. So right. I just had always thought school was above me. I never thought I would do well at it. You know, that I wasn't smart enough, that I wasn't good enough. <clears throat> and so when I went back, like I took one class and then surprised myself and got an A. And so that became my baseline and actually graduated magna cum laude. 10 years later and it was just a huge shift for me and what it did was like every semester I just got something amazing out of it I got something amazing out of it and I also did around that time started dating my husband and Mm -hmm. uh and we got married and and that's just what I mean about that sort of transition of like I didn't picture at 28 what my life looked like at 31 you know what I mean (laughs) like it was like so unwritten and at that time, we really like process and, and get what we want and figure it out, you know? And like, I, at 28, I remember like complaining, like, oh, I'm never going to meet anybody. And then, <laughs> you know, this person had been in my life, but I was like, yeah, no, not so much. Right. And so mm-hmm. 
and then that shifted. So it's just an interesting thing of sort of becoming disciplined. Like I didn't know I could do, I I couldn't even do high school. How was I going to do college? Right. How was I going to like be in a real relationship? Like my longest previous relationship was six months, but that's what Saturn does. It helps us mm-hmm. to become these responsible adults, right? To like, you know, and it's funny because I think in California, we all tend to get married around 30 and have kids around 30. And a lot of people do it earlier. I mean, I had my first kid in, in my 20s, but. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an interesting thing, too, because I think we come full circle with ourselves that we've had this whole cycle of finding out who we are. And now we're ready to like for that next part to like incorporate new people to bring new people into the world. And I think that's a huge process in itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I, I'm actually like now remembering back, like thinking even things that were leading up to being like turning 29. And that was, mm-hmm. you know, that's when I met Graham. And that was after I like growing up, I always, I never dated the guy that I was into. It was usually whatever guy showed interest. I'd be like, yeah, okay, let's date. Just, mm-hmm. Again, not not the greatest, but, um, that's just was kind of my life. And then when I made it to my twenties, I hated dating. I hated it so much, but I'd still end up like in a relationship with someone and okay, like this was great. And then it would end. And then that's also when the dating apps became super popular. Oh, dating. And I wanted to try, you know, (laughs) see like, Mm -hmm. well, let me cast a wider net and see what's out there. Let's see if I can get something that like, I really want. And, um, before I met Graham, I was like, this is it. I'm like, I'm never going to be with anyone. Dating's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I was so over it. I was done. And then he just kind of came out of left field. That's how it happened. And now, now that's clicking that I'm like, oh, okay. And then it was super weird because it was like, we have, I think on Instagram, we had like 32 friends in common or something like that. And I'm like, how have we never met? Like we had the same so friends, funny. we hung out with them at the same time, like going back years, my next door neighbor, who was my best friend moved. And when she moved, she hung out with him and his friends and was wow. like, became really good friends with him. It was, it's just so bizarre. Now it's all clicking. Mm-hmm. That's so Dang. funny. Yeah. That was very, very similar with how, um, like the timing of when I met. Gavin the night I met Gavin was literally like two hours before I met him I had deleted all of the dating apps because I was so fed up (laughs) and I just figured I'm like I've been single for years like you know I went on like there were a couple guys I went on like three or four dates like in a row and then it just fizzled out or whatever and I was just like fuck guys, fuck men, fuck dating, <laughs> delete, delete, delete. And then it, I I walk across the parking lot over to Darren and Kurt's for their St. Patty's Day party. And then that's when, when I met Gavin. And also a very similar thing where he was, he knew all of you guys and I had been hanging out with all of you guys for years. And that was the first time that I'd he'd ever come to like one of those social gatherings in years. Right. And yeah, it's funny how that stuff kind of works out crazy so now maria i'm curious what you've had like leading up to your 29th birthday any like major big things that have been like setting you up 
Oh, God. Well, I think, um, well, I mean, last year, um, I've, I've, in the last year, I've felt like my career just really, um, just really solidifying. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting into a really good groove with my career. I'm with an You're four days away from your work anniversary, Facebook told me. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> That's right. I am. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, just having an excellent boss. Um, also just being, uh, I don't know, like when you're young, you have a lot of people when they're young, they're like, I just want to have like lots of friends. And then you kind of learn the lesson of like, it's quality over quantity yeah. and just really feeling oh, yeah. like I have my mm -hmm. very solid squad. Right. At the same time, uh, on the other side of the coin, uh, while a lot of great stuff has been happening for me, you know, there's been a lot of loss the last year. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of loss. Uh, Gavin lost his father back in November. And, um, right. you know, so we're, we've been both mourning him and kind of um, a little, like, shocked that he won't be with us in these Yeah next you know life steps that we have coming um that we just you yeah. know you always envision that he'd be there and he's not going to be there and that's you know he'll be there in a way but right yeah, yeah so i mean it's kind of been you know two sides of the coin this last year but as far as like a feeling like i know ex you know knowing re really like what i want um things i feel like things are shifting and really aligning to that you paid off your student loans didn't you? i paid off my student loan i paid off That's all my de debt actually i have been debt free right. since september of last year congratulations hey. thank you yeah um i had yeah yeah i was took a few years but i i did it um so that's been exciting um yeah, so it's just, you know, I think it's a little funny with, you know, it, everything kind of coinciding with the pandemic. Um, I've also lost, like, some friendships last year. So, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like even though it's painful, I, I know that it's, you know, like that necessary growth and just also just like plain old cycle of life kind of stuff. Um, so it's like I'm I'm at a spot where... Uh, you know, I'm still working on saying goodbye to the things I lost last year. However, mm -hmm. I'm very, very hopeful and excited for what's to come. So it's like Saturn Returns, almost like Marie Kondo coming into your life. Oh, yeah. Like, let's just make shed all this, what? <laughs> shed all this, uh, uh, this extra weight. Um, <laughs> obviously, like, not, you know, excluding you know jim's passing that was really right, really tough right, but there right. was definitely other um stuff does this that bring you joy <laughs> does this bring <laughs> no. you joy let it go um there it goes yeah as far as like you know the friendships that i lost that was very much it was very much that way um yeah. and yeah you know me and gavin are like working towards some stuff goals that we have for this year so that's exciting you know sounds like you're on a good path yeah well okay now i'm just really excited jess can you share what you sure. have for maria and her saturn return well and i want to say this maria um looking at your chart your natal chart um 
So Saturn is at seven degrees Aquarius and exactly opposite to Saturn is Chiron. So you have a Saturn Chiron opposition and Chiron is all about the wounded healer, right? And it's in the 10th house, which ironically is like the house of the father. It's also like where, how we come out into the world, like how people see us, like our outer career, it has a bunch of different um, ways it can express itself. And it happens to be really close to your midheaven. So like everything that you're going through, all of this, like, you know, loss, death, um, the shedding of old things is actually going to help you. It's going to bring you, you're going to bring it out, right? Sort of like you are now, you know, you're learning from it. You're going to teach with it. It's guiding you. That's really a beautiful thing. Oh, wow. Um, It's true. And, And I would like to say too, that your vertex, so these are like mathematical points in astrology Mm -hmm. and vertex is where people come into your life to help us. So it's like a lot of, so um, being conjunct Saturn in Aquarius, the fourth house means that like, like that fatherly influence, whether it be um, Gavin's, what was his dad Mm -hmm. or another male figure, but those people are really influential in your life. And having that around the time that Saturn conjuncts itself means that you're like the more masculine, divine masculine is going to be influencing you and helping you during this time. Oh, interesting. So those are like your role models. You hear so much about the divine feminine, but the divine masculine. Yeah, that's cool that that's coming in there. Yeah, Divine masculine is about intention, right? Mm -hmm. Divine feminine is like, you know, like, like, yes, we all like, yes. And, and, we paint with it essentially our lives and we sort of look at it um and flow with it it's about intuition but divine masculine is about like hey i need this to happen now mm-hmm. how do i make this happen mm-hmm. you know and those two things have to be in balance cuz if they're imbalanced you go one way you're so into intuition you're so into like you're not really paying attention to the other things and sometimes we have to be more cut and dry right yeah So I catch myself sometimes because I like to be like, you know, painting myself into this picture. And then I realize like, no, this is a time where I need to like make a decision. (laughs) I need to stick with the decision. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so Saturn being in the in the fourth house is really interesting because uh, fourth house is like our home life. But it's kind of what I like to think about. I don't know if you guys know who Irving Goffman was, but he was a sociologist. And he has this thing called, uh, it's like life is a play and we're all characters and we're on stage, Mm -hmm. right? And when we're front stage, we're, you know, playing a part. But when we're backstage, that's what I like to think of as the fourth house. Like, it's like when we're in our own element, we just get out of bed or, you know, we're in the bathroom, so to speak, we're getting Mm -hmm. ready for our day. We're not playing a part because we're like essentially in ourselves. And so that's the fourth house. So Saturn being there is like that discipline. It's, it's, um, and plus because you have so many Capricorn placements, like that's where you're getting your ideas from is like from that, that place of being in your own space, being either by yourself or around close family loved ones. And those ideas are coming those things that you want to bring into the world 
So I foresee just a lot of ideas coming to you, a lot of things, um, a lot of like mental stimulation from this mm. time period of what you want to bring either through business, through your personal life, you know, whether you're doing a lot of studying or, um, you know, looking at things in a different way, a different perspective. Aquarius is like humanitarian pursuits, right? Well, how can I make the world a better place? What's my life purpose, essentially? Um, what sort of energy can I create? And what am I here to do? And I feel like that somebody who has Saturn in Aquarius is really looking at those things. Oh, could this mean the podcast? Absolutely. Any any way in which you're using (laughs) your intellectual pursuits, absolutely. Like, and you're probably coming up with ideas like in the, and also because you have Uranus natally in the third house in Capricorn, right? So like, so just to say that Uranus rules Aquarius. Right. So like those Mm -hmm. and what Uranus does is it brings us like lightning flash flashes of ideas. It's conjunct your Mercury. So you get a lot of stuff like when you're talking to people like ideas come through. I would not be surprised if you were claircognizant in that way, because Uranus is the higher mind and Mercury is the lower mind. Those two in conjunction is a lot of mental energy, but it's in Capricorn. So it's like a slower version. It's not necessarily like happening on the mental as much as it is being grounded down through you through your communication with other people there's a lot of insight Mm -hmm. a lot of awareness and a lot of ability when you're communicating to bring in ideas from other places well i mean i have been known to have like a claircognizant moment here and there so (laughs) (laughs) I'm clear cognizant and like I'm just starting to trust it at 40 years old. <laughs> it's so hard trusting it. Yes. It's it's like, a it's a life skill. Yeah. For sure. And it takes a long time because I think too like you're like where did this come from? How yep. do I know this? You know, but when you're talking to me, when I'm giving advice to other people, I'm particularly amazing. <laughs> you know, it's just like it comes through. It's whether it's through tarot, whether it's through astrology, whether it's through just me just talking with a friend about what they're going through, like that's right. and it comes super fast. And I'm like, sometimes I look back and I'm like, whoa, I, I don't even know. I can't even go back sometimes and just say what I said because it just comes through. Right. You know, and it's like, yeah, where? It's, and it's fascinating and it's always helpful. Yeah. You can tell because it's on bias, too. It does not mm-hmm. like, you should do this. You know, it's more like, you know, we're looking at all sides. Yeah. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. just to say, you also have Neptune conjuncting these things. And so Neptune is about either, uh, Neptune plays two parts. It's sort of like, you know how when you wake up from a dream and you're trying to remember, like, what was be- what, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, that feeling of like trying to go back into that or where like your dream is like you're just you're living this other life, but it doesn't feel as solid as we do when we're awake. Right. And so Neptune sort of has that dreamy quality. It kind of brings the stuff, but for a higher awareness. So we see it in a different way. To have these two planets conjuncting each other is huge. Neptune and Uranus are outer planets they don't move fast neptune takes 164 65 years to circle the zodiac whoa so um 
Yeah. And, and it's, you know, right now it's in Pisces, which it rules. Like we're all going through a really spiritual time. I mean, Mm -hmm. it might not look Mm -hmm. like it from the surface, but everything happening is for our higher good, right? Because we're starting to see things as they really are. The veil is being lifted, so to speak. And that's what is meant by that. Because now we're seeing things that we didn't see before or are being sort of ousted into the public view where we were like, whoa, yes, I always suspected that, but there was no proof behind it, right? It was sort of Mm -hmm. like hearsay, but now here it is like completely in full view. And Neptune in Pisces, which it rules, is like that, showing us what's behind the curtain. Wow. Right. Powerful stuff. So Ugh, then do love- these like outer planets, um, I because I know that they're in my chart, but I know mm-hmm. that they're, they're known as like the generational planets. So they do they kind of speak more to kind of the macrocosm things that are happening around me, like a, like it kind of mostly like affects just like the state of the world. I want to explain it in two different ways. So on one level, right, like we all have our own charts, our own houses, And when we look at astrology that way, it becomes more of like, how does this pertain to me, right? So like, let's say Laura and I were born the same day, but she's born in like at a totally different time than I am. She's going to have Uranus. We're going to have it in the same sign, but we're going to have it in different houses. And so that's how it's going to play out Mm. in all of the outer planets Mm -hmm. that way. But yes, essentially, because those planets are in the same places with people in your generation, right? Pluto, Uranus, and Neptune are pretty Mm -hmm. much in the same signs for a while. Like, I think Uranus is eight years in a sign. Um, I know Pluto can be 20 to 30 years. Now, Pluto has a strange elliptical, so, like, it will stay... uh, I think it's on this side where it is now. Um, It's in Capricorn right now. But... When it goes like from, I believe from Libra to Capricorn, it's like 20 years. I know it only stayed in Scorpio 20 years and I think Sagittarius too, because it's the way of the, the way the elliptical works, but then it gets to some places and it's in there for 30 years and for much longer. Right. So it's just like every, and it's so funny because everything in astrology has like from the way the planet looks to where it is to its mythological name, all of that has meaning how small it is. Like Pluto is like for astrologers, like Pluto is like the most intense planet you can have because it's all about transformation. It's never saying, Hey, just, you know, stay the way you are. And it's so small and it's out there and it's even been demoted by astronomers, (laughs) but yet it's, it's potent for us. Right. Because yeah. we're, you know, and it's the outer planet. It's sort of like the edge. And and it's interesting because when these planets were discovered, the outer planets just get into that of like things happen during that time. Like when Uranus was discovered is around the time electricity became a thing. And it is totally an electrical planet. And, and um, when Neptune was discovered, it has actually only cycled the Zodiac one time since its discovery. I think it was like 174 wow. years ago. So we've only had it in our consciousness. So these things bring into our consciousness, these things, right? Because before that, it was only seven planets. And those are like the interpersonal planets, right? Those are the things that like our day-to-day stuff. But, you know, as we expand and our consciousness expands, these outer planets are discovered. 
And then they're bringing new things into humanity as a whole. It's just such a cool, like astrology has so many things. It's just a beautiful subject. Wow. It always astounds me, the complexities and nuances of astrology. Um, Mm -hmm. Because it has not been very long that even, I think, um, it's been so present or prevalent in the minds, like within pop culture. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's only been like a blip where people have like really been kind of digging into it. Like I know that there's been astrologers for hundreds, even thousands of years, but for it to be like such, you know... Um, a part of like our pop culture now where people are really digging into it way past just their their daily horoscope for their sun sign like right uh, the other day my cousin um he's like oh do you have a co-star app? do you have the co-star app and I'm like I had no idea he would even be into astrology at all <laughs> and then we just sat down and started talking about like you know comparing our charts um and it's just it's become like you know just it's um. I mean, people are talking about people are talking can I see about your chart. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your chart? <laughs> Even outside the the witch community too, people are just have yeah. taken such an an interest in it. Um. That I don't know. Like it's just. Um, I I feel like this is probably like a very exciting time to all just be in astrology and be studying it because there's like more people to talk to about it and then you get mm-hmm. all these opinions in you know all these voices I, you know i think for me too like i love being able to go on youtube and just watch other people's perspectives you know and see where they're mm-hmm. coming from like i think i mentioned last time molly mccord she's amazing Right. You know, and you get these different the way that people are saying, oh, well, Mercury retrograding and and, you know, I mean, that's pretty much part of our vernacular now that these things happen. Um, And then seeing how other people kind of say, well, you know, some people are really good about the political aspects and like what's going on in culture and what's going on around the world and how that all plays out. And some people are more, you know, wanting to deal with our personal energies and how that relates. But I think having astrology, which for me, I've been doing it for a really long time, since I was like 15 years old. Both of my mm-hmm. parents are astrologers, as I mentioned last time. So it's just, it's it's like a second language to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And before it was like, you know, I would tell people and they would look at me like I was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but I don't come across across crazy. And now seeing more and more people who are like, and everybody has their own spin. Like mine is really intuition. And I'm using like my higher mind and my lower mind together to bring down this information. And it's just ingrained in me. So when I look at something, it speaks to me. And not every astrologer is that way. Some are more sciencey, and and I feel mm. like there's an astrologer out there for everybody, or a a way that somebody reads that relates to other mm-hmm. people. Because some people just want the nuts and bolts, the cookbook stuff. You know, yeah. what does this mean for me? And that's the thing about having like a personal reading or an astrology an astrology reading is that I'm looking at you personally right? I'm looking at your energy. I'm looking at the things around you, the things that are happening in your life. And there is a personal way that this is coming through. 
And it's different for everybody. Cause like I said before, I, when I do, even when I do tarot readings for people, like I could get the same cards and it's going to be different for each person. Those things do not mean the same thing to Laura that they mm-hmm. mean to Maria, right? Mm-hmm. They're just different. The way that your life is going and what you need to know from that is going to be different. Right. Exactly. So well said. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're fingerprints. And so astrology is our personal map to ourselves. It's like, who are we? What is this thing? And now that we're getting more into predictive astrology, like solar return, progress charts, Saturn returns, all of that is like telling us like, what is the energy? What, what is coming into our life? What experiences are we likely to see? How best can we utilize the next? I mean, in this case, Maria, when we were talking about Saturn returns, that's 29 years, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, what does that next part look like? Like, how are we going to bring down that energy? And what is that going to look like? And how is that going to play out? Like, it's pretty big. So wait, what's a solar return? Oh, my favorite. I love solar returns. (laughs) So the sun conjuncts itself. (laughs) And it so when it does, so okay. And it really depends because like, I know for me, I was born in Colorado Springs, so the sun will not conjunct itself on my actual birthday. It actually conjuncts itself a couple of days before my birthday because I was born in a different location than I live now. Um, And so it basically snapshots and gives you like a forecast for the year and the energies that you'll be using. Oh, so is it something you can do like on your birthday? Yeah, well, I tend to, so when I do solar return charts, I I mean, I'm looking at them all year round. Um, I'm looking at the one coming up and the one, because like we're shifting energies on that date. And the way I think resonates with me the most about solar return charts is it doesn't start on your actual birthday. Like I said, energy Mm -hmm. is starting about around three months before, and then it totally um, shifts about three months after. So you're still bringing you still have energy coming from your other chart, right? The year before, right? So it's just the sort of passing into, but it shows you what you're working on. Where are you? You know, what, um, what things are going to be coming into your life. And I I pulled mine up because I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I like it because it, it kind of gives me like this year I have, um, the sun conjunct Venus in the fifth house. And like, I'm having a spectacular year and I feel really good, you know, and it's like this energy keeps coming through and it just won't stop. And it's just kind of cool. And I look at that and I'm like, that is totally, I, and it's funny because when I was looking at it, I was like, how is that going to play out? Like I did not see how wonderful and amazing this year was going to be because I have Pluto in the first house. I have Saturn in the first house, Jupiter, all of those planets that were in Capricorn. Um, are in the first house and they're all like hardcore planets so but this year is transformative for me like I'm not going to be the same person this year and knowing that is like I'm able to direct my energy in to reforming myself changing in this process and it's just it's cool so I do this every year I think it's just such a great tool even if it's nothing more than just kind of seeing what energies are at play okay and I might hit you up from mine because I'm looking at mine and I'm like, okay, what does it mean? <laughs> Mars and Sun conjunct in the 10th house. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah so, 
<laughs> well, no, but, but you're in, you're at that place, right, Laura? Like you're like, who am I going to be out? So like when we, when I see 10th house placements, I mean, that's where our real career is, where our real life purpose is in the 10th house, right? Who we are oh. to the outside world. And having Mars there means that like you are, there's a lot of energy coming towards you in that. And you know, that you're really strong. Because oh, Mars okay. is like, you know, warrior energy. It's like, yes, I'm going okay. to make a decision. It's that divine <laughs> masculine. I'm making a decision and this is what it means. And and so having that energy there is really beneficial. All right. All right. Then I'm on board. Yeah. Well, I don't think you can do anything about it anyway, but I can fight it or I can go with it. (laughs) I'm going with it. (laughs) Well, that's funny because you have Mars conjunct the sun and I have Venus conjunct the sun and I don't want to (laughs) trade. Man, I feel like. Okay, wait, I want to look up Maria's. Oh, I have Maria's. The, oh. the uh, solar? Mm-hmm. I did it because I was like, she had a birthday. So she's got Pluto conjunct the sun. And I don't think Laura and I would trade you. No. I'm just <laughs> oh, it's in the third house. <laughs> I'm sort of joking. And I'm sort of like, that's going to be fun. Because Pluto is all about transformation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I'm all about transformation anyway yeah. so when i see that i i would actually view that as a very cool thing because cool. Like, you're gonna have a lot of opportunities and situations to come to kind of and, and in your communication and you're doing a podcast right so like there's going to be plenty of opportunities for you to see things from a different perspective you also have pluto natally in in your first house so this lifetime is all about transformation. So this is a huge theme for you. And Pluto is sextiling the Pluto in your solar return chart. So there's a lot of energy of transformation um, working there. Because Pluto yeah, is yeah. in Scorpio, which it rules in mm-hmm. the first house. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Like you are definitely here for a major mission of transmutation, transformation, you look at things below the surface. It's probably why you're attracted to the occult and, and um, you know, earth-based stuff like, you know, being a witch, which is all is all about earth-based practices and being in, you know, alignment there. Scorpio is also like the most intense <laughs> out of all the signs. <laughs> Scorpios are like, yeah, this is what I want and I'm just going to go for it. And it's like, okay, you know what? Let me just move out of your way because <laughs> I am I a, a Scorpio rising. Places. So it makes sense. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and it's like Pluto is really, really a big thing for you. And this year, like I want to yeah. tell you because Pluto is conjuncting your son is this is like one of those defining years. Oh, 29 really is going to be big. (laughs) And I mean, that could be subtle. I mean, I don't want to say like, Oh my God, all this stuff is going to happen and come at you. And it could be subtle. It could just be one of those things where once you get through it, you look back and you're like, wow, like I can't believe I did all that stuff. And it might not be like one situation that's like really huge. It might be like a ton of little situations that you really showed your power that you really came through that you really embraced who you are you really stepped to the occasion 
And all of those things together, like create this amazing path, you know, and I really feel like that you're going to have plenty of opportunities to kind of come through and shine. Wow, that's exciting. That's so exciting. <coughs> she has, I'm looking at her. She's, there's so many things in like the second and third house. And then there's like a grouping of three. Okay, just two things in the fourth house and one in the fifth house. And then like two in the sixth house. I just think it's cool. It's cool to look at. Where um where does it say when I get a house? Because that's my goal for this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because, you know, Saturn is your in your fourth house. And that's all about home. You know, mm. and so if that's your goal, I could really see that happening. And if if it doesn't happen, like in the next year, it's something that you're on your way towards. Because I won't say that, you know, Saturn is about goals, but they're not like short term goals or long term mm -hmm. goals. What are your desires? What are your hopes? And having fourth house placements would really, you know, do that. It would really put you on your path. It would give you like all of the tools that you need to make it happen. So even if it doesn't happen for a couple of years, you're definitely putting your, um, putting it out there. I love it. Sounds good. <laughs> I really like, like, tell us more secrets about us. <laughs> yes. Keep going. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, I would love to say too, that like, you know, um, there are so many different types of charts too, to yeah. kind of help with this. Like, let me just, just share with you another one that you guys might be interested in too. I didn't print yours up, Maria. I'm sorry. That's it's okay. It's called the progressive chart. And it's, oh yeah. It's really cool. Cause it shows you like where you're, what progress you made like so for instance you do, like natal and progression right like it puts it together mm -hmm. and Aww. it's like for one day you've been alive equals one year so your son will move so right now my I have a cancer son instead of a Gemini son and I do I totally have cancer um qualities right now and then eventually it'll be in Leo and then I'll have more Leo qualities and Leo experiences so it kind of shows us like you know, the progression we're making over our lifetime and the things that are important. Oh, now, the yeah. planets don't move fast in a progress chart because it's only one day. So the outer planets will relatively stay in the same places. But the ascendant and the moon, Mercury and Mars and all those planets will move. So it just shows you like, oh, okay, this is how this energy is playing out currently. So I'm confused. So the progressive chart it's like a day-to-day -day chart? No, it just moves like, it's so hard to explain, but it's really easy. It's like, so for every year you've been alive, it moves like it's been one day. So my son, mm. if I've been alive a year, instead of being at 13 degrees Gemini, it'll be at 14 degrees Gemini. And then the planets will move accordingly. Okay. So if you're 29, it moves like 29 away. Exactly. Like okay. 29, it's like 29 days. So you could actually calculate it easily. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like if you were to do that, if I don't know who does that, who like calculates charts anymore because it's like not as precise as looking it up. But if like, right. you know, 
I could say, I would just count 29 days and cast a chart for that day and it would show me what so it like, looked like. So like for me, I like, I'm a Virgo sun and mm-hmm. rising, but like my progressive shows I'm a Libra mm-hmm. sun and rising right now. Right. Or like. So how do you figure, how do you kind of pair those two together with like, you know, you're Virgo because that's how you were born, but you're looking at the progressive. How do you, how do they match? Mm-hmm. How do they fit together? How do they, well, so your, I feel like your natal chart is like, that's throughout your lifetime, right? This is what you came in with. Mm-hmm. And your progress is like, how are you moving along? Because we're growing every single day. So like the okay. things that, you know, when you were born and, and, you know, Laura's Virgo self and the things that were like, you know, coming into your life because of that. I don't know. For me, I have a Virgo moon. So like I hated being wet or dirty. <laughs> 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 right. And then now you're you you're sort you've you're progressed past that. Right. Now you're into yeah. like, you know, balancing and fairness and um those are the things oh, that are important to you. That is true. <laughs> yeah. So then, and then um, I have a major question then. What does a Leo moon mean? Leo moon. It's like a fire. No. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I have a couple of friends with Leo moons and like, you know, I feel like a lot of ideas and inspirations come from that. It's interesting because the sun rules Leo. So like it's at home, like, you know, you, we all have that Leo person in our life, like needs to be the center of attention all the time. But what happens when your emotions are that way? Right. Mm -hmm. And like, what does that look like? Or like, maybe, you know, we're putting that on display more or that it's really important for us to be seen in our, in our emotions, or it's important for us to like show other people like, Hey, this is how you're affecting me. Leo moons are, you know, that, that emotional nature. And there's, there's a fire essence to that. There's a needing to really put ourselves out there and it's important to our growth. So if I'm like finding myself more emotional because of what, you know, my situation and I find myself Mm -hmm. like outwardly crying more, that just kind of fits. Of course, because like (laughs) Leo's are, you know, Leo's are very expressive. And it's like okay. the the whole sign of self-expression, right? Like, how is this making me feel? What is this related to? And our Holy moon shit. sign. Okay. Right? Our moon sign. I need sign to, is- like, sit with this for an entire day. <laughs> <laughs> our moon it, signs It's all are- making sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. Enough of me. Let's go back. I'm looking back at Maria now. There's so really much to fun. learn. I know. I know there's it's it, that's what I love about astrology is you're never going to know it all. There's no way. No, there's well, so much. The amount it's that so clicks. That's right. what's just baffling to me. But like in such a cool way of like, fuck, looking at that chart, I'm almost like, oh, I'm not a mystery at the moment. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I can see it. I can feel it. Oh, hey, Marie and I both have in our progressive charts, Leo moons. Oh. And it's interesting because like you guys are every, you know, I don't know if you guys, you guys do this every week, right? So like you guys are Mm -hmm. putting, you know, it's, it's really um, putting, 
on a weekly basis, putting yourself out there, kind of like diving really deep into who you are and sort of showing that and sharing that with your audience. And something that our audience doesn't listen to is after we're done recording an episode and like the hour and a half where we're just like <laughs> shooting shit. Yeah. All of that yep. plays into it, right? Or like the beginning parts of like getting together and like, because your energy is feeding each other, right? Fire is, it consumes, but it also creates, it destroys, and then it rebuilds, right? So like, mm -hmm. you know, having this, forum this place to come and just share and be intimate and um putting all of the things that you're learning because you guys get probably really inspired thinking like oh you know you could be on pinterest you could be on facebook and all of a sudden it's like oh let's do a thing on that and like relating to mm -hmm. each other to where you both are earth signs right and you want to bring it down but having that um passion to do it that's where it starts. That's where all our ideas come from. It's from passion, from creativity, from, from right. fantasizing. Yeah. Fantasizing. Yep. Just yesterday, I, I shot Laura a random text. I'm like, we need to do this for an episode. Also, hi. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good idea, too. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I had to share it. <laughs> That's funny. Well, it has to start somewhere, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's why fire is the first sign, right, Aries? Mm -hmm. It all begins there, right? The spring. Things are blooming. Things are coming up out of the soil. Um, and then, you know, we go through, like, earth and air. You know, we're, we're letting things shed off. And then the water, finally, where we learn. And then we do it right. again. And then we do it again. And we do it again. Yep. And we again, start and all again. over, but with Leo <laughs> yeah. this time. And, and it's in a different way. How interesting. Uh, whenever we have, like, a, like whenever we have you on, Jess, this, I mean, this is only the second time, but you just, like, continually show us just, like, the endless world of astrology. It's just always, I always feel so amped. <laughs> yeah. It's my passion, you know, it's I mean, like, clearly, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> it like, you know, I think in these terms, <laughs> like people are like, um, so I just like recently like went to go get counseling, right? And I went to a place where they have people who do spiritual stuff. And I'm thinking about going to get my master's there. And I was like, oh, okay, oh. could you just give me a counselor that knows astrology and ancient wisdom? And they call me <laughs> back and they're like, yeah, we don't necessarily have that. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. But it's just like, but then it was funny because they called me and, and the counselor that I ended up with, she's like, I'll learn. You just guide me in the right direction. I want to learn. And it's like so perfect because that's cute. That's who I am. Yeah. I teach and I inspire. And like, you know, just having somebody with the willingness to want to know, because I'll like sit there and I'll just go mm -hmm. off. I mean, you guys probably noticed last time, like I just, there's just so much to it. Yeah. Right. And I look at my life and I'm like, I'm going through this, this and this. And, you know, this is how it's working out. And it really makes sense to me. And other people just look at me glossed over like, yeah, OK. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> 
but it's I think it's cool and like when I start relating to people like like when Laura was going through her Saturn return like we just totally bonded over what that meant and that because it's such a transition but it's so amazing and if you have a little bit of insight during these like cycles of our life like and the decisions and choices you make you know are going to impact you for the rest of your life you put a lot more care and a lot more intention behind what you're doing you know other than just yep. thinking that the life life is just like you know you're just at the whim and whatever happens happens but when you know like oh this is showing up because you know i had a transit one time with pluto in the moon and it happened it was one of those things where pluto went over it three times and it showed me i had three situations three relationships that really helped me ground my emotions and i knew why it was there it was an interesting thing to go through it and be aware of what the universe is trying to teach me. Mm-hmm. It just makes it so much, it makes you really pay attention. It makes you go, wow, what am I learning from this? And I mean, we should all be, what am I, you know, we're students of life, right? What is this teaching me? Right. And I think yeah. when we put it in that and we look at it objectively, it's like, oh, well, I really want to utilize this in my life. Like, isn't having balanced emotions and where we don't feel like we're, you know, in a crazy space is huge, right? Being able to like come from this place and see things in a different way. Mm -hmm. It's transformative. I love it. I just, you're like an astrology fairy that just kind of comes and is like, Make yourself magical because you are. (laughs) We're all magical. Yeah, it's always such a pleasure to have you on, Jess. Um, You're just such an awesome. You just, you know, you know, lay down all your amazing wisdom. That's always so well worded, and you do such a great job of explaining things, and you know. Because it is your passion, you're so stoked on everything that you're saying. You get us stoked. Um, so yeah, I I'm sure our listeners are gonna love this episode. Um, and I wonder if there's anyone else out there that is like any of our listeners that are coming up on their Saturn's returns. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if we get any like feedback um, on people who are like, yeah. oh, like I have this coming up. You know, like let me look up my chart and stuff or. Oh my God. Yeah. I, and I think so also just in case anyone doesn't remember from the last time Jess was on, um, one of the websites that she and I both use is astro.com mm-hmm. and there's an option for so, so, so many different charts. <laughs> um, I know that's where you can get the progression chart and the solar return is there an option for like a saturn return on there or there's not um i actually used a software a long time ago like dial up times just saying Uh um (laughs) where it it did It, it would show you the different returns and i think it is cool to do it actually because when you see it it gives you a chart for the next 29 years um right how I would do it is, is if I could get an ephemeris or something and just, you could, 
I think it's a little hard to explain, but if you could figure out when Saturn exactly conjunct and then looked at the chart for that, that oh. would take some doing. Okay. Um, but it's okay. doable. I don't know of it. Uh, and obviously, like, my, my Saturn return was a while ago. So, but um, mm -hmm. there's probably a website or something out there that would do it. Um, they should have something, but they just, they don't. But they do have a lot. You know, you won't be yeah. disappointed oh, yeah. <laughs> if you go on there and look at all the different charts. I mean, there's so many. I mean, you you could fill up your whole day just looking at different charts. I mean, I do all the time. And I just oh, yeah. actually um, from them, they have like a like a horoscope section that's like detailed stuff of transits that you're going through. And it's very inexpensive. And it'll just show you and calculate for you and give you a sort of overview of the things that, you know, are happening in your own life. Mm -hmm. it's like having your own personal Dang. horoscope every day but like a lot <laughs> <laughs> like a lot like you, I like it literally I'm like I just bought this and I don't even know that I could read all of this all day I mean I don't need to I could do my own but sometimes it's good to kind of have that you know and like I said I like to see a bunch of different stuff how is how do other people read this kind of yeah, so it gives me more to to work with and stuff, and reminds me of stuff that I want to say like um, about it. But I and I did yours, um, Maria, just so I would have like you. You have so many things happening right now, like Neptune trining the Moon, Saturn opposed your Midheaven, Uranus square Chiron, and that's just like some of the aspects that are affecting you right now. Oh. There's a lot. We could spend days and days and days <laughs> looking at one chart and still only have touched the surface of it. I mean, it's amazing. Wow. You'll never, and this is like for true people who are like, for people who are like on that path of like, I want to learn about myself. You know, you, your whole, the rest of your life, you can really diving in to what the universe or what you, I guess, essentially chose for yourself. I just say when you mentioned like the dial up, I'm like, I wonder how many of our listeners don't even know what you're talking about right now. I know. <laughs> I'm sure. That's how long I've been doing astrology. Just so you know. <laughs> the uh, um a few months ago, my sister was astonished that um that I grew up with oh with like cassettes. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like she thought that that was way before my time. Oh, no. no, and I'm no. like, first of all, we're 11 years apart, so you know, of course, you didn't grow up with that stuff at all. But I'm like, yeah, but I did. She's like, what? Oh my god, was that like during the time when uh, what did she say? When CDs were a thing, and I'm like, CDs were a thing when you were little. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> now I feel really old. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, she was amazed. I'm like, you know, in this cabinet, I still have our my collection of all my VHS tapes. And she was like, oh, do you know how much we can get on this on eBay? That's wild. Have you told her, like, back in the day how we used to record our music? You would, like, sit listening to the Wait. radio with your cassette ready to go yep. and record mm -hmm. as soon as it starts. Mm-hmm. And then stop it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> before Before the person started talking. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's why I I still to this day it bothers me so much when um 
radio DJs are still talking as the the song is beginning, even though I don't, I'm not doing that anymore. But back when yeah. I was little and I was doing that, it would it would bother me. I'm like, I just want the beginning of the song without you freaking introducing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the thing I think was the hardest is like they didn't always tell you what song was on. Oh next. yeah. So you just had to sit and like exactly. hope and that wait. your song was coming on and like. Maybe you got lucky and maybe you didn't. <laughs> oh my gosh. So hard uh, to make mixtapes. Just And now it's so easy. You're like, I'm just going to go on my Apple Music and just download this song. And like, mm-hmm. it's perfect. Oh yeah. And make myself like, a little hey, playlist. like, hey, I made a cool playlist. Here you go. Oh, uh, I remember like the most romantic thing, like giving... Um, giving people like mixtapes or the mix CDs yep. and writing out on top of with Sharpie on the top of the disc like what each song was. Oh yeah. Oh, gosh. Or just like it being a surprise like to my lover. <laughs> to my lover. <laughs> I've had you didn't so even many... put a name on there because it could change from week to week. Like here, this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> I still have CDs that are like from jared hope you enjoy and then i'm like wait what's on this i have no clue and now you're like who's jared like... <laughs> fortunately he's one i still know but there are other people that i'm like oh, uh... yeah okay. <laughs> and i didn't like it but i didn't want to throw it away so yeah, because that's you. how you knew that they weren't the one for you because none of the music vibe, and you're like, oh. Yep. Like, oh, this is not going to work out. <laughs> you just yep. saved me six months. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Down Back memory lane. Stars. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. Is there anything else that... Um... <clears throat> you wanted to cover just before we wrap up well do you have any questions about like for the year or oh my god so that's many a, huh that's a can of worms girl you don't know what you just asked <laughs> okay when is maria getting married yeah propose gavin you know i just want to say that i you know juno is the asteroid of marriage right yeah Mm -hmm. that's in your third house in the solar return chart that i have and so um that is about talking about those next steps also i feel like that you know like we're talking about the saturn return and both laura and i got married around that time so it's it's a pretty auspicious, you know, transformation. And because yours is in your fourth house, like that's home. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I could see like a lot of energy. Actually, I was thinking about that before um, I came on when I was just like looking over your charts. I'm like, I bet she's like close. Cool right. beans. I like that. I like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> and right now you have Mercury conjuncting Juno in your fourth house so like you're really talking about it you're really getting close that energy is there and mercury is going to retrograde soon what does that mean uh mercury retrograde or just being over that point just being over that point that just means like you know things will you'll be really focused on that right because retrograde is about 
you know, rethinking, redoing all of the re's. Okay. It's, it helps us to establish what we really want. And maybe that's part of like, you know, seeing how we want our life to go and if things are working out. Because anything that happens during a Mercury retrograde that's not like solidified, sort of like a Saturn return, it just shows us and it shows up. Are we communicating properly? Well, no, because this happened, right? It gives us plenty of opportunities to kind of look within. Gotcha. So then how can you look in a chart when you're going to have a kid? <laughs> Asking for a friend. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, like... Well, I mean, that's, again, you know, it's it's really hard to say this, this is going to happen. Right. Placements, um, Venus placements. Let's see. I think Saturn does play a part, too, because, you know, you got fourth house. Um, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I wouldn't say ever like this and this you know I mean because like some people like myself you know I just like I didn't even plan I just had kid right right and other people like take years and years and years right so you know and some people like really really want it and some people are like yeah if it happened it would be fine you know so it really depends on like how you see that like is this just another thing or is it like something that you really really want and I feel like for you Laura that's it sounds like something that you really really want like this is your next step and although it may not be happening like overnight when it happens it'll be perfect yeah oh that's right you weren't on when I was telling Maria I started um my today's the first day of my official IVF process awesome so I'm so excited for you shot number one has gone in the belly Pumping full of hormones. I want a Virgo mom and a Capricorn dad. Why didn't I get that? (laughs) I hope it turns out good. As as soon as I know it takes, I'm going to be messaging you to be like, all right, so if they're born around this time, what kind of kid are we going to have? Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Okay. All I need is the everything, the birth time. Just give it all to me. Love that. It was funny because when I was in the hospital having Trinity, my family was on the phone creating the chart. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Fifi. Like, okay, you know, like we're not the type of people that can't find our birth times. We're like, no, just excuse us. We need to do this real quick. Okay? This is what oh, it's going to look that. like. <laughs> Laura will be messaging me. Okay, I'm on my last push. Oh, I think it's gonna be three thirty. Can you draw up a chart for me, Jess? I'll probably oh. I'll just hit like right. I'll I'll have a <laughs> yes. text ready to go, and the second that baby's out, send. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> now what, Jess? What is this? What am I dealing with? Should I put it back for another five minutes or no? <laughs> Oh man, you like probably a week before. It depends when it is. If it's on the cusp of something, if I feel like I'm gonna go over the due date, I'll be like, should I wait? (laughs) (laughs) Am I close enough? Should I go to the next sign? (laughs) You're gonna be like to the doctor. I need to hold it in a week. I don't care what needs to happen, but I cannot have a Scorpio. Do you understand me? (laughs) Just kidding to all the Scorpios out there. 
you're wonderful. My dad and my brother are both Scorpios. <laughs> Just can I handle it? Is it going to be hard for me or can I like, no, next one might be. That actually, if this works the first time, it looks like it would be Sagittarius. Um, Ooh, I love or Sagittarius. If, if things get pushed off, it could be um, Capricorn. Oh, is that so? See, I have a Capricorn son and I love Capricorns. Like, right I kind of hope for a Capricorn, but like, mm-hmm. it, it's most likely, if it works the first time, will maybe be a Sagittarius. Can I just say, it would be really interesting if you and Graham, who are both Earth signs, had a fire sign. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Forest fire comes to mind is all I'm saying. Forest fire. Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's why I'm I'm wondering, you know, if it works out. I keep trying to ask them, you know, so when is when when might this happen? Can you give me a date? And they just won't <laughs> because, you know, there's so many different right. factors. But I'm like, yeah. I just want to know what I might end up with. I just, do I need you to know just what? tell me? <laughs> I feel like I, what I told you before is, is that whatever it is, it will be perfect for you guys. Because right. children are, are, they're what we learn the most from. Yeah. And they show up to show us, like, you know, I had a daughter that's a Virgo and a sun that's a Capricorn. And I have Earth sign planets too. But mm-hmm. it's just interesting, like the way they do things is so different than the way I do things, but it helps my Earth sign moon, right? Because like mm-hmm. I'm emotionally connected with them. And my son, he has a water rising like I do, and he has an air moon. And so we have that sort of we have all of the um the elements, the same elements. And we do mm-hmm. things the same way. And he also shows me like the worst aspects of myself. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's like me. That temper is all Jessica right there. I don't I don't even know. Like thank you for showing me kinda, but I really don't I, I really don't know what to do with this. But oh, he's so, so creative. Cute. So amazing. Like he does he creates and he's just like I always thought Capricorn's no offense for him. You can say it. Like totally emotional, emotionally devoid, and business minded, and like you know, just climbing up the mountain. But what I started to realize after studying astrologies for so long, they're really deep too. Yeah, very deep. So there's there's sort of a dual sign in my mind. They're climbing up the mountain, but they're also deep diving into the ocean. They're looking at all the stuff underneath that other people haven't seen before, and they're bringing it to the surface. That makes sense with that goat mermaid goat mermaid yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> mergoat a mergoat <laughs> yeah i guess that makes more sense i like mergoat <laughs> i know where where is that in mythology the mergoat right it's kind of wild I, I i think i remember when we were um when we did the part one um mm-hmm. for astrology for beginners i remember covering the myth like a very like snippet of the mythology and there's a couple versions of it but um what's very interesting is how capricorn is like right before aquarius and the Mm -hmm. sea goat is linked to the mythology of aquarius Mm -hmm. so like literally is connected and they're right next to each other it's almost like um 
uh, it's kind of wild just like when you look at the mythology of each obviously they all have their own versions like or different you know mm-hmm. different kind of remixes there's different uh, cultures that have had different understandings of each zodiac sign and the mythology behind it but when you stick like with one like culture right. the mythology is very fluid it's like mm-hmm. a story throughout the year it right. all connects it's pretty mm-hmm. wild I love it. I think it's well, and that's what I really understand about the zodiac is each thing leads into the next, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's there there is there's the story of you. You know, there's the story of you know you're starting off in a certain place like as a seed, and the sun comes out right, and then it goes into the earth, and you know the the air is there where we're getting the ideas, and then the water comes in. And and everything is defined that way. Like we don't just start off one day and be like, oh, this is, you know, I've just I've done nothing, but here I am. I I'm self-actualized. No, we go through a whole process, a whole thing of being planted and coming out and, you know, looking at our ideas to see. And then the whole zodiac is about that. It's about, mm-hmm. you know, where are we solid? What where, where do we need work? What are we learning here? Mm-hmm. You know, the pl- you start off like with the self. Then you move into, you know, into the next part, which is like how you relate to other people, how other people see you. Then you're like, how does humanity see you? There's right. so many different. Right. And that's that's what really like fascinates me. There's so many different levels of going around the Zodiac. And like you're saying, for for me, when you're when you're talking about the mythology between Capricorn and Aquarius, what really comes to mind are the tarot cards associated with them. You have the devil card, which mm-hmm. is about, you know, <clears throat> about having things and about, you know, what is it? Obsessions, possessions, the sort of th- third dimensional um, conundrum. And then you have Aquarius, which is about wisdom. It's an it's an air sign, but it has a water component to it. So we're mixing the like mentality and the humanity and we're bringing in the wisdom. Right. Yeah. And then when we go into Pisces, it's about self-actualization. It's about being one with the universe. Those things are needed. Yeah. Take it all in and let it sit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. I love all of it, though. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, That's where I'm at with astrology. My brain's just like, this is, I love it. Just put in some more and we don't need to like (laughs) think about how we feel about it. It's just. You know, people always walk away from me full. They're like, you know, I just need like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. I I just hear the timer go off. Ding. That's all the information I can take, Jess. We're we're done here. (laughs) I I sort of heard that in that moment. It was like, ding. Okay, that was it. That was a great place to be. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh Jess I need to have like more personal readings with you honestly let's do it yeah. I'm totally down <laughs> so we should like do like like a night where we like get together and look at each other's chart and yeah. talk. I would love that that would oh be my so God, fun that, would so- that sounds amazing <laughs> I mean I just think you know it would just be so cool to like sit and just share information I'm sure you guys have plenty to teach me as well Oh, yeah, that'd be Aww. so fun. We're definitely going to have to schedule that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Love it. 
Wow. Thank you so much. Jess, is there, um, you want to plug your information so our people can find you on the interwebs? Um, so I have Tusmara, which is my Instagram and I will send mm-hmm. you guys, you guys have the link to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then I also friend me on Facebook, like Jessica Dimitro. I'm mm-hmm. always looking, you know, if you guys are and people can like private message me. I mean, I don't mind answering questions at all. I I love this stuff. I mean, and then people want a reading, like I would give such a good deal for it because I love teaching and I love to share. This is like my passion and it's exciting. And yeah, you know, I'm getting myself out there. I mean, I've been doing this personally and for friends for such a long time and mm-hmm. I'm really ready to share with other people. And awesome. To yes. Show them their chart and give them a way forward or at least advice on how they could go about it yes absolutely we'll we'll include all of that in our show notes um so listeners um if you're interested we'll have all those links there and um just thank you so much for coming on to our show again yeah it's always my pleasure you're such a delight. We're, we'll definitely have you back again and again and again and again. Oh, <laughs> I, I truly, truly, truly love this. I really do. You guys are so easy to communicate with and talk to. And, you know, I just love what you guys do. And I think you both together, your energy and your passion for what you do really comes through. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're in love. (laughs) World now knows. That's Leo Moon. That's that Leo Moon right there. So much passion. So much like I. You know. You know when you have a girl crush, it's not like really a thing, but you're like, I just like love this person. How I feel about my best friend, by the way. Just love her. Like she could do like no wrong in my eyes. Like you're so amazing. (laughs) Honestly, like our friendship was very in like very similar like we were never like super super tight or anything yeah but I had a girl crush on Laura for like the longest time I'm, I, <laughs> I remember just telling Gavin like I don't know what it is about Laura but I just connect with her even though I don't know her that well I just feel like there's something well, there <laughs> we any time that we did actually get to hang out you know in a group setting and mm-hmm. would talk like we'd have like legit conversations mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. Like the kind of conversations you'd have with other people of like, how's it going? Oh, good. Yeah, uh, we found it really easy to connect on like a deep level, like yeah, right off the bat. Yep. Well, and I feel like too, you know, just to put the astrological thing in there, because Maria, you have Jupiter in Virgo, probably oh. pretty close to some placements that Laura has. So it makes it so you guys expand on each other. I like the right? sound of that. And then plus, because of all your Capricorn placements are definitely hitting some of Laura's placements. I don't have Laura's chart in Mm -hmm. front of me, but I know for a fact, like, so you guys have a very easy flowing and all of that is present when you guys work together. Aww. Well, thank you so (laughs) much for being on. Um, Have a great rest of your day, Jess. All right, you guys. So much fun. Anytime. All right. Good. We'll take you on that. Okay. Thank you so much for listening in, y'all. We're the New Witches, and I am Maria. I'm Laura. And if you'd like to follow us on the social media channels, you can 
follow us at the new witches facebook instagram twitter tiktok again videos are pending there but go ahead and <laughs> click follow and that way you'll be the first to see as soon as we have content up there um if you'd like to support us the best way to do that um is obviously clicking follow to those channels but also um supporting us on patreon you can find us on patreon.com slash the new witches and being a patreon member will give you exclusive benefits um on top of uh some exclusive uh monthly episodes and extended cuts of episodes um and personal readings added to our close friends list on instagram all good stuff um and let's see what else i feel like i'm forgetting something listener stories oh yeah listener stories every 13th of the month um if you'd like to submit a listener story whether that's you know something that you like to talk about on one of our previous episodes like wow i really resonated with this if you have a question if you have a story for us like if you've had your own experiences with true crime the paranormal um your witchy path ufos um there's different ways that you can submit your story and we'll read them. And if it's a question, we'll answer them on the show. Um, that's going to our website, thenewwitches.com. Going to our contact page. We have a submission form there. Or if you like to send your story slash question indirectly, you can do so at thenewwitches at gmail.com. You can either type out your story question um, or if you can, you know, if you want to record yourself, like on the memo app or whatever, and just send us the audio file of you um saying you know telling us your story or question you can do that as well we also have a google voice number now so say hi um leave us a voicemail um we'll use that recording too if you say that this is for listeners episode we'll use that recording to feature on the episode and the number that you can call is 707-559-8111 and man i think that is a mouthful but that is all that's it (laughs) that is it thank you so much for joining us y'all stay witchy keep it creepy bye bye